This episode is brought to you by our Hosting Handbook mini course. Whether you already started hosting your first Airbnb or you're still trying to soak up as much knowledge as you can, this course is the ultimate cheat sheet. It can transform your hosting from hobby to business. Get our coveted templates that include your welcome book, a turnover handbook, and supply closet spreadsheet, plus other great bonuses you don't want to miss. Our hosting handbook is usually priced at $297, but for a very limited time, you can get all of this for a special price of $27. Head to www.thanksforvisiting.me forward slash hosting handbook to get instant access. Now on to the show. You're listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. We believe hosting with heart is at the core of every successful short-term rental. With Annette's background in business operation and Sarah's extensive hospitality management and interior design experience, this dynamic duo has welcomed more than 2,000 guests from 25 countries, earning them over half a million dollars and garnering them over 650 five-star reviews. Now they're ready to share creative ways for your listing to stand out, to serve your guests and be profitable. Each episode will have knowledgeable guests who bring value to the short-term rental industry, or Annette and Sarah will share stories about their own experiences so you can implement actionable improvements to your own rentals. Whether you're experienced, new, or nervous to start your own short-term rental, we promise you'll feel right at home. Here are your hosts, Annette and Sarah. Welcome listeners to another week. I am Sarah Karakayan. I am Annette Grant and together we are... Thanks Thanks for visiting. visiting. We are so excited to have you guys back for another great week. And before we kick off today's episode, which is a super exciting episode, we're very pumped about it. uh, We're going to share someone, uh, one of our listeners who's using our hashtag. It's hashtag STR share Sunday. We are prowling Instagram every, almost every day, I would say, um, seeing who's using it, who's sharing their spaces with us via the, the hashtag. And today, Annette, who are we sharing? We are sharing belonghere.co. And, and what makes us different? That is their Instagram handle too. What makes them different is we are actually not just sharing one space. We're actually sharing belonghere.co's business. They are a co-hosting business. What, what? We love that. And if you don't know what a co-hosting business is, Sarah and I talk about it often, but it's where you help other hosts host their property and they are absolutely crushing it. Please follow them on Instagram. But Sarah, let's talk about what makes their co-hosting business special. Okay. So first and foremost, and we talk about this all the time. And for any of you who thinks this is woo-woo, I challenge you to really dig in deep and really think about this. But they have an amazing mission statement. And because they have such a deeply rooted, strong mission statement, I am sure it helps them know how to make those tough decisions every day in their business because they just go back to what their why is, back to why they're doing that, seeing if that, de- that decision supports whatever they're having to decide on. If it doesn't, it's a quick no. If it does, it's a quick yes. So Annette, what is the mission statement? It is creating spaces where anyone can belong. 
And I mean, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. So I love this. Belonging is more than just our name. It's a mission and a calling for our family. So please go to their website, which is www.belonghere.co. And you can check out their whole entire mission statement. Please go to their website. But if you're, I mean, go to their Instagram. If you're on their Instagram, it will link to their website. But uh, just to give you a little bit more about them, they are Airbnb Consulting, Design, Setup, and Hosting. And their design is beautiful. Their hosting is absolutely with heart. We we talk about this all the time, but their logo is amazing. Their mission statement is amazing. Their photos are amazing. They really are someone to um, very aspirational. If you want to check them out and, and make sure that you're following along with their story and their business, this is what Sarah and I are hoping we can encourage a lot of you listeners to, if you want to add on to your portfolio, co-hosting is an excellent way to do it. It's one of the things that Sarah and I teach. It's one of the things that we do. But please, um, we again, we want to share other stories and belonghere.co. Go give them a ton of hearts, uh, like a lot of their properties, and dig into everything that they have to offer. Anything else, yes. Sarah? I think that's it. Thanks for being such great hosts. Belong here. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep spreading the good word that short-term rentals are a positive asset to the community when managed correctly, when managed with heart, when we accept um, you know, every walk of life and, and, and know that they are the center of our universe and our attention. So thanks so much for the work you guys are doing. Annette, let's get on to the show. All right. All right, Annette. As I said, I am super excited for today's episode. Listeners, this is not an episode I don't think you are are going to hear anywhere else. When So we got, received an email from a woman named Tracy Northcott. And when she asked if she could be on the podcast, she not only asked, but she gave us one of the best topics we've ever been pitched um, to this date. So we were like, Absolutely. Uh, Tracy is um, has been a super host for nearly a decade and a guest experience specialist consultant for the last two years. Uh, she's a writer, a speaker, a mentor, and you guys, she lives in Tokyo, Japan. And today, we are going to talk about how you can close down a listing efficiently and ethically without the overwhelm. So Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I can't tell you. Um, I, I want to tell our guests, though, uh, I mean, our listeners, uh, we uh, first met Tracy via Instagram. We're so yeah. thankful for Instagram because Tracy used our hashtag, STRShareSunday. So I just want to let our listeners know out there that... Um, the hashtags can kind of come full circle. <laughs> and so I think I think that's where it started. She she used our hashtag and then we highlighted her on the show and then she posted us on social media and then we've been emailing. So it's just been a really great relationship growth via the STR Share Sunday hashtag. So please, everybody use it. You never know. Um, and that's why Sarah and I, I want to do it. We want to we share um, your spaces and then hopefully your stories on the podcast also. So Tracy, we thank you for using that so many months ago. No, thank you. And and the the ones that I've been hearing to date. So, you know, I've got saved as my Instagram or my favorites and and there's some great places and I've like I've totally stolen some fantastic ideas and of course I'm I'm just geeking out on all the interiors and all the really great great shares that you've got. So, I'm really grateful. Awesome. Thank you. We appreciate that. All right, Tracy. So, let's dive in, but for, you've got such an interesting story. 
you live in you live in Japan, which I've actually been to Japan before. And listeners, it is one of the most beautiful countries I've ever been in. The people are, are amazing. The architecture is amazing. The vibe is just, it's awesome. So what brought you to Japan? Uh, what brought you to hosting all these years? And also, what what is it that you do full-time? So tell us your whole story. Sure. Well, um, I realize you've only got an hour, so <laughs> I won't. I'll, I'll give you the abridged version. Um, I've lived in Tokyo for about 20 years. My brother and I have a family business. Um, we're software engineers. So we make apps for, uh, for mobile phones and mainly dictionary apps and learning apps. And I'm Australian, clearly, from my accent. Um, and um, so, you know, we've been, we've been doing the software business for, as a family for, for quite a while. And um, my brother was always saying, you know, this is a company. It's, you know, it's don't treat it like a precious baby. It's something that you can use and do. And, and like, if you've got, if you've got ideas and business ideas, use the company. It's a vehicle to, you know, to try things out. And about 10 years ago, we took a family trip and uh, uh, with my parents and my brother and his family. And, and we were really looking for a place that would accommodate all of us in Korea. And then someone suggested, you know, to, to try Airbnb. And so we thought, okay, well, let's give this a go because there was no hotel room that would, would fit us all in with my, my very, very small baby at that time. And uh, so we tried it out and thought, oh, this is, a really, this is a really good idea because now that I have this small baby, we're getting a ton of visitors that wanting to, wanting to stay. So, and, and our place really... Uh, was just too small. Tokyo houses are notoriously tiny. So I thought, well, you know, I'll give it a go. So I rented a second place and it was just a, a small one, one room apartment. And I fitted it out with my ideal guest in mind, which was my family and listed it on Airbnb. And within, I don't know, within three hours, I think, had my first listing, or first booking, and the guest was coming like two days later. I thought, "Oh, okay, rubber's hitting the road here. Let's uh, let's get on with it." And it just took off from there. And uh, we recognised that this was something that we enjoyed doing, and that had uh, a lot of business potential. And so, as a as a family, we invested in a couple of other places around town. Um, from that first little place. And then within five years, we had 24 listings. My husband had quit his restaurant job, which was soul crushing and hours were terrible. So um, he came on into the business as well. And then we hired cleaners and other staff and we had a, a, another whole, you know, another whole side of our, of our family business. Um, and uh, yeah, that was that, that. We ramped that up over five years, um, five to six years. And uh, since then, there's been a lot of changes in Tokyo with uh, licensing and regulations. And we've then scaled back from 24, and I think we're down to about 12 now um, that we that we list. And that's that's a good size for you know for the for the number of people we have working for us. And it's it's a great lifestyle. So that's my story in a nutshell. So actually, Tracy, you you pin, you said something that I I want to drive home um, whenever I can because Annette and I are kind of doing the same thing, right? You're able to run um, several short term rentals, but you also have your software engineering business too at the same time, correct? That's that's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's would you going. would you say you still get family time in? You guys can still do what you want to do and hang out with each other. 
Yeah, well, um, you know, you know, I run my own software business as well as run my own, you know, uh, uh, well, I'll say minpaku because that's what that's the word we use in Japanese, um, you know, short-term rental business. And um, I'm able just to, to juggle to juggle everything quite easily because it's such a flexible, right. such a flexible business model. And, you know, there are times where I have to take my son by bicycle to a different school and I can do that in the mornings and, and, um, and spend time with him. And, and, you know, we're always, we're home for dinner every night. So it's actually, it's actually a better lifestyle than when we were, when the, my husband was working in restaurants and not, coming home until well and truly after bedtime. And, uh, yeah, we've just got a good lifestyle. It can be done. I agree. I agree. And that's, you know, that's one of the many reasons why Annette and I love this industry. Okay, Annette, should we just dive into the to the meat of the show? Yeah, and let's, let's... I think this is probably one of the questions that Sarah and I get the most is asking about regulations and aren't you scared of regulations? Aren't you scared of what that's going to do to your business? But I love that Tracy's, you know, her efficiency in closing down her some of her short-term rentals was due to regulations. I want to make sure that we point that out and that it's something not to be feared because Tracy has taken that and figured out how to make her business more efficient and maybe... I, and I, I don't know of a better word to use here, but you know, maybe it was getting a little bloated and she was looking at it like, okay, if there are regulations that are going to come into place, let's look mm-hmm. at our, our best properties, our ones with the most, the potential for the most profit. And so I just, listeners, I want you to think of that, that don't be scared of regulations. Regulations can be um, healthy, not only for the community, but also for your business. And I think uh, Tracy has handled it with grace and also some grit and m- turned it into a- an extreme positive for her business when the regulations came into place. So that was really the catalyst for you learning how to efficiently uh, start to shut down the short-term listings. Correct, Tracy? Definitely. Yes. We, you know, Regulations in Japan meant that we went from a 365 day uh, uh, a year model to 180 days. So we really had to, like I said before, put on our big girl pants and and look at it as a business and say which of these, with without emotion and without you know without anything else, is is going to be the most uh, bang for our buck. And uh, we we really had to decide which ones were going to work for uh, for the zoning. The, the way that the, the regulations came into Tokyo was you could only register a property that was in the correct zone, not near a school. And so there was a lot of factors that we had to look look at. And so we just looked at, we had a big list of all of our properties and then we just crossed them off and said, no, this one's got to go. And then we put a date beside each one and said, this one's got to go by this date. And, and we went down the line. Well, when you were doing that, you know, as you were picking out dates of when to close them down, were existing bookings playing a role in that, or, or how are you deciding that date? That's the. Whenever I look at closing down a place, um, it, that's the first thing I look at. It's really important that you honor the contract that you have with your guest, uh, because it is a contract when they make a when they make a booking. It's not just you know, oh, you've got a booking, but that's actually a contract, morally, legally. And so we looked at, you know, we looked at those guests first 
um, because obviously we're very, very guest focused. Each of those guests represent a person who's planned their trip and, you know, just showing them respect. It's like, you know, you've, you've, you've taken the time and you've chosen us. Now I'm going to take care of you. If I can't help you with this particular property, hey, I've got these other ones that, that, uh, that might suit you and give them the choice of, of moving or not. We did have a little bit of lead with the regulations coming in. We were given a good year to lead time. So um, we did, you know, we did have a lot of time to to close off calendars when we knew we were going to close off. So close off a property so that we wouldn't have, um, uh, we wouldn't have bookings after that date. But then there's been other properties where we've had other, other bookings. And yes, the first priority is the guest. And making sure that they're they're comfortable moving to a to a different property that that we have in our portfolio, or looking for another host that can possibly help them. And then, Tracy, you and I were chatting before we went live here, and you mentioned that a big portion of the guests you serve are tourists. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, with ninety, I guess ninety nine percent of our of our guests are, uh, coming in from overseas. And so. Just this kind of a different question, but um, what is your uh, theories, or what are you, what what do you practice when it turn when it comes to having your calendar open ahead of time? Are you is it open ended until whenever? Are you a six monther, a nine monther? How how far in advance can guests book at any of your properties? It, again, it depends. It depends on the property, and it depends what you know what things are coming up that we know of. Olympics, obviously, being in Tokyo, being of one of them, we were strategic and having our calendars closed until we were sure what the market was doing, what the market is doing in, in various in various scenarios. So there's high seasons and low seasons. So sorry to give, give a very vague answer. No, that's it, that's not vague at all. That's that's great. It's, uh, it's really it is really dependent on the property and also the season and what events are coming up. So I well the last thing I do is actually have open ended. I you know I'm I'm usually at the probably the six to twelve months because that's then I can keep things in control. We do get a lot of people booking 12 months out, 12 months or more out. So I don't want to have it closed to be three months. I think I, people tend to plan their overseas trips well in advance. So I like to be open to allow those guests the opportunity of, of booking with me rather than somebody else. Sure. Okay. So then you've, you've decided that a property's got to go. We've got to shut yep. it down. We've yep. got to move on. What is the next step? Um, obviously, you've already, and maybe let's, I don't know, tell me if we should touch on the whole guest outreach aspect. Do you have tips with that? Or is that pretty simple? You reach out, you say, hey, this is what's going to happen. Or, mm-hmm. do you, or does that rarely happen because you have it dialed in so well that they never even know that their short-term rentals will be closed down in the next few weeks after they leave? We've had to we've had to do things pretty quickly at times that you know we've had been working with with co-hosts and and uh, they with their house they've maybe been transferred back into town unexpectedly so they need their house back so we've had to close a house down fairly quickly before as well um, so it does vary but the most important thing is to to really look at look at your portfolio and say oh you know this particular group there's this many people reading through their reading through their thread. This is who they are. This is what their needs are, and then to be able to strategically show them a property that's of uh, of the same standard or a bit better. 
So it's like, you know, I'm sorry for the inconvenience. I know you've chosen this house. It's not going to be available. But, you know, how about a free upgrade to this particular house, which has got X more than what you've, or it's more expensive than what you've got. But of course, match the price that they've taken. It's better if you can say, well, we've got this house or this house and give people the choice. And it makes people feel like you are, you know, really thinking of their needs. Is, is that something easy to do within, um, if it's not a direct booking and it's on the apps to be able to just transfer the reservations for the guests? I have all of my listings on Airbnb and all of my listings on my own platform as well. So I would keep them all where they've booked. Gotcha. So, um, you know, you wouldn't, like if someone's booked on Airbnb, like the biggest no-no of all is saying, hey, book on this private platform. That's like, no, it's like that's a, that's a bannable offense, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and also people have, you know, they've, they've put their trust in Airbnb or they've put their trust in, a, in, in another platform. So let's keep that, let's keep that where they're happy. Let's keep them in the, in the same place that they're happy. Yeah, then it, sure. seem, it seems, it it's probably starts to seem really scammy at that point in time. Like not only are you asking me to move, you're asking me to move platforms too. And it's like, wait, exactly. and you're yeah. just starting to get like what's going on here. For mm. sure. The main thing is just to, to be open and honest and and, um, and and give people as much notice as possible. Because, you know, what I've found is that, that uh, 99% of the time, people are really reasonable. They understand that, that things happen. And as long as you're trying to help them, I think that's the, that's the most important thing. For sure. Well, and when I worked in hotels, we did that all the time. I mean, and sometimes we had to do what we, we called the walk. We had to walk them to a competitive a competitor hotel because we were, you know, we had overbooked ourselves. But sometimes the rooms that the guest booked, they, they were no longer available. So we would offer upgrades. And mm-hmm. I think we're all used to that when we board an airplane or go to a hotel and we all kind of cross our fingers that we're going to be bumped, you know, to like <laughs> a higher a higher level. So actually, listeners, it's actually not... How many times do we do that in that where we're like, actually, that happens in that scenario too, and that's not so bad, you know? Right. It is something that happens quite often. So don't don't be fearful of changing the reservations because, like Sarah just said, I mean, it is very common in the hotel industry that you may have booked a certain, you know, a certain view with a certain amount of beds or amenities, and when you get there, it's not available. So the, you, as long as you're being upfront with the guest, and like uh, Tracy and Sarah both said, if you can give them an alternative that is uh, higher caliber, that's absolutely the first thing that you want to try to do from them. But anything, anything, I think everybody on on the show today and listening, do not cancel on your guest. Like that is the, that's the, that's, we can't let that happen. So you got to try to exhaust all of, um, all of your resources to, like Tracy said, honor that contract that the guest made with you. I, I'm also in pretty good contact with other hosts um, around town as well. So I, you know, I'm I'm friends with um, with my competition. Can't see my air quotes, but you know, <laughs> but um, you know, we're all in the same business, and we're all, you know, we're all in, you know, with the same similar mindset. Well, the hosts that I know are we're all similar mindsets. You know, we go out for lunch every now and then, so I'm able to also suggest. If I'm full as well, to suggest another host that sort of shares my values in hosting, and um, and and we can all help each other that way. So I've I've sometimes been able to help a help a guest move to a another host's property. Oh, that's great. We love we we love that you're partnering up with other hosts, and we encourage listeners if you don't know other hosts in your town, 
Let's try to make that happen. (laughs) Okay, Tracy. So guests have been notified. The calendar is clear. You know, how do we know? Now we've got, you know, the whole place is furnished and we've got everything in these short-term rentals. How do, what should hosts or managers save? What should we dispose of? How do you make those decisions? I've got a bit of a, you know, a bit of a rule of thumb. If it's a if it's solid furniture, if it's uh, if it's in good condition, then keep it, store it. Especially if you've got other properties that you're looking at doing. If you're wanting to clear it out completely and you're going to a long term rental, then you'll you'll need to clear everything out. And uh, or if you're moving things to a to a short to a, to a different short term rental, the things that you should keep are a really solid furniture. Um, things like heaters, I find space heaters because they're expensive. Interesting artwork, I find, is good. Good bedding, if it's clean and it can be professionally cleaned, and cutlery and dishes and kitchen items, if they're a full set. But those are the things that I think are worth keeping, whether you store it yourself or get a get a storage unit, and if you were planning to use it at a, on a different property or even in your own house, if there's things that, that you've had your eye on for a little while. And then, the, the, then I have a... So that's the things I want to keep. And then I usually have a, a big stash of things that I want to donate or or sell. And they're things that I don't love anymore, but it's still going to be useful to somebody else. So large furniture that I don't have place to store them or um, I'm not going to be going into um, another short-term rental. Any of that fast furniture, flat-packed, I don't want to mention any brand names here, but um, that those sorts of that sort of furniture... That doesn't doesn't transfer very well. Um, it's great when you put it in and use it, but moving it around, that tends to fall apart pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and and it it's not really worth the storage fees. Uh, so, and you can replace it pretty easily anyway. Curtains, I have never in here in Japan. I don't know if it's the same where you are, but I've kept a ton of curtains over the years, but they never fit into the next place. They just <laughs> never do. And then sheets and towels and pillows. I tend to replace these fairly often. And so I'll either donate them or, or sell them. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff that I, that I would say is free to a good home. And I like to, you know, either donate them to charity shops or what I tend to do is have a, like a yard sale or an open house and I invite people in to, uh, to help themselves. I noticed here in our market, I belong to um, a pretty robust Facebook group full of hosts. And, you know, we've gone from, since COVID, we've gone from around 1,500 short-term rentals to somewhere around 800. So almost mm-hmm. slashed in half. But, um, and so a lot of people are just telling other hosts, you know, just in case you guys want to, you know, uh, beef up your towel inventory or if you want some artwork. So like, we just talked about connecting with other hosts is a great idea just for instances like this. You might be able to sell to your ideal market if you're already connected with um, your quote-unquote competition in the area. So those are great tips, Tracy. Yeah, I, I love connecting. And Facebook is a great place to sort of connect with with other hosts. There's lots of other groups where you can sort of chat about things. And, and you know, I'm in, I'm in contact with um, a bunch of uh, women hosts in my in in Tokyo. Um, we call ourselves the Wonder Women of Airbnb <laughs> for Tokyo. But then there's also other host groups which are also Japan based, and then um, that's always a great way of, of sharing information and furniture. 
Absolutely. Okay. And then you, when you reached out to us, you, you know, we, we asked you for some tips that we could like prepare. And I love this one. You said ninja level efficiency by outsourcing, outsourcing the packing and using local treasure hunters. So explain that a little bit more. So packing boxes does my head in. Absolutely cannot do it. Um, I will (laughs) walk around a house and I'll look at things and go, oh, isn't that nice? And won't that be lovely in another place? And it's, you know, it's really procrastination just dressed up as wishful thinking, (laughs) if I'm I'm completely honest. So what I do is I really go through and I put like... um, uh, post-it notes on things, you know, different colors. So this is keep, this is this is donate, this is sell, and I'll put different colors on, and I'll have it up on the wall and say, this is the key. And then I have boxes there, and my I, I pay my cleaning staff, and I'll give them a set set fee, um, and it's like here's the boxes in each in each category, and they go through a house so quickly, so much quicker than I can do. So that's that's what I say, ninja level. I, I love that. I never thought about having your turnover team help with that because they're already so familiar with the property that they they know where everything is, <laughs> where everything's stored. And like you said, if you could give them, you know, they've had probably spent a lot of time in that property too. So it's a proper goodbye for them where they can make some extra money um, in, in packing it up properly and handing it over back to, you know, the property owner or Whomever, but I, I never thought about it. You know, having that turnover team be part of the um, packing and moving team. That's brilliant. Well, and Tracy, um, we talk about this all the time. That unfortunately, we've seen a lot of hosting companies um, close their doors because of COVID. You do have there. There are costs associated with closing down a short-term rental. So, uh, you know, while we want all of our business to be open for a really long time and thrive. Would you recommend to anyone listening to have um, a rainy day fund for their business, whether it's closing it down or what, whatever the issue could be? But um, what are what's your what are your thoughts on on that? Um, absolutely, yeah. We're, we're uh, that's what we're living on at the moment is our rainy day fund, and uh, definitely you need, you need that. You know, to close, you need to know what the not just the startup costs are, but what the close down costs will be as well. And and I factor labor into that. And and also the the time it the time it takes to um, you know to pa- to pack everything up and uh, to store everything away. So. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good because you know it's just like with any other business. You know, you get into the business and you have a business idea. And I don't know about you guys, but one of the things that my husband and I and other business partners always talk about is what's the ed- exit strategy. You know, so it doesn't have to be a sad thought. I think it's just a healthy thought when you get into any endeavor. Um, And it could be something in terms of selling. Maybe you could sell the business, right? And so you make certain decisions so that that's possible. But um, I think you make a really good point there, Tracy, of just pointing out that doing all of this is going to take time and time equals money. And of course, you're going to need help. So for everyone to kind of have that in your short-term rental business budget when when you're planning it out. And with I, my planner and team as well, I'm, I give them, you know, anything I'm giving away or, or you know, don't think I want to keep, I'll give them first choice as well. Nice. So as a little, as a little bonus, it's like, you know, what have you had your eye on? You know, what, what that you want for yourself, and and so, so I give them first choice and to to take away. So that's no, that's I excellent. Just a nice, nice way of thanking the staff for for all of their hard work. 
For sure. And especially if it's stuff that you're going to give away anyways, um, mm-hmm. why not give it to you know, someone that you know and that was, mm-hmm. would appreciate it. So Sarah and I really love this next one on your um, list of how to close down a listing. It's not, this is something that I was not expecting at all. And it's, it was savoring the, me- savoring the memories of a job well done. Explain to us the importance of that and where, where that came from. I got into the business unexpectedly. So it was, I just thought I was going to, you know, set up a place and people were going to stay. But I, what I didn't realize was that I was really creating memories for people. And that was something that has really brought me an unexpected windfall and unexpected joy. And, you know, I know it's getting a bit woo, but, but, you know, it's one of the, the real pleasures of, of being in this business is that nameless, faceless guests suddenly became people. And especially when they came back two or three times, you got to know them pretty well. And, and, um, you know, that, you know, that really did fill me up quite, you know, quite a lot. And reading through the the messages on guests in the guest book that people have left behind and, you know, tips on various restaurants that they found and little, you know, little hidden spots they found. It was just, it just brought me and my husband and my team so much happiness to know that, that, um, uh, that we had creative memories for other people. So after, a, after a, I've closed down a house completely, I do like to spend, you know, even if it's five or 10 minutes, just to, to walk around and, and sort of and, and think about all of the things that happened in that house and all the people that have been through it and the memories that were created there. It just, you know, it just sort of puts a little cherry on the top of, of the business. And it's like, well, this is why I'm doing this. It's not just for the money you make. There's more. There's more to this business than the, than than the income. It's uh, there's there's an underlying why, and I think what I've learned is that my why is being able to help create memories. And it's like, okay, I need to enjoy that just for five minutes before I sort of let the house go and say thank you and and show my gratitude and and um, and let somebody else then take over the house and have different memories in there. It's so important to do that. I mean, Annette and I. We preach that all the time I mean, to, to why you get started and of course, like what keeps you going and, you know, closing down a short-term rental, it can be, you know, something that's maybe you've, maybe you're feeling disappointed around it, listeners, because of everything that's going on. Maybe it's something that um, took you by surprise, but to know that it, it wasn't in vain. I think that's the thing to remember too, is that um, like Tracy's pointing out, this is why we're doing it. We want to have this safe place for people to come and gather or come and seek uh, uh, maybe even a bit of um, solace, right? Or, or, or peace from whatever else is going on in their life. And so it doesn't even have to be a big group of people. You could have a little one bedroom or a studio that is just as important to to people. So thanks for reminding us about that, Tracy. I think that's especially right now, we're all kind of facing some interesting times and we're all handling it as best we can. And I know that a lot of guests or hosts are going through this right now. And um, just to remind them that it doesn't have to be also, I mean, Tracy, I know you figured out ways to to keep going and, and we will see a new normal and we will see the other side of this. And so what are your plans for, you know, 2021? What are you guys hopeful for? And are, is there anything that you're doing in your business to maybe um, start looking towards that, even if we're not certain, but you're just kind of holding hope for that? Yeah, well, at, at the moment, we're hosting some Japanese families who are stranded the other way. So these are families who actually live overseas, but they can't go back for whatever reason, and they don't have a house here. So we've got some long-term 
long-term guests. They're starting to think about going back to wherever they're going back to. And so we're now, and the borders aren't open the other way yet. So we're, we're really just looking at the business in a, trying to be as business-like as possible and unemotional as possible and say, well, really what's going to be, what's going to work in 2021? The Olympics has been moved. It's still, you know, it's hard to say. Part of me wants to believe that it is going to, it is going to go ahead next year, but you know, we can't just keep going through spikes and shutdowns again and, and going over and over. And then there needs some time for borders to open up again before people were really going to start traveling again. So how long I can keep that going? It's, um, <laughs> I'm sitting down with my accountant trying to figure that out. I love that. And then also, Tracy, you shared with us, we want our listeners to know about this. Do you want to talk a little bit about um, your project called The Wholehearted Host? Sure. So what I what I found when I was sort of being in host groups on Facebook and other places was, was that it can be a fairly negative experience, that it can be a fairly difficult place to sort of ask questions and, and get answers for. And so and a, a lot of it was kind of like the nuts and bolts of, of, of hosting. But what I really wanted to do is, was focus in on the why. Why are people hosting? Why are you hosting? Why am I hosting? You know, what is... Who am I serving? And I really wanted to dig into some mindset stuff of um, with other hosts and go on a journey with other hosts about um, really discovering, yeah, who I who I am as a host, who you are as a host, why your listing and why your business is different from mine, and uh, and really identifying those things so that you know we aren't really competing against each other. It's like, well, this is my unique selling proposition and which is different from the host down the road. And so once we've got that identified, identify who is our ideal guest and then start looking at the listings, looking looking at the marketing to really make sure that we're signaling to those guests. Um, because I really think that if you've got the if you've got the guests that really appreciate who you are right from the beginning, you have a lot less problems and you have a lot less, you know, need to uh, to vent on 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 Facebook groups um, because you've you know you've 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 found the you've found your niche and you've found the right guests who really appreciate what you do and so that's um that's what I'm doing with the wholehearted host and where where can our listeners find that that's a mastermind club and that's at uh, tracynorthcott.podia.com. I can give it to you in the show notes. Yeah, yep. we'll make sure that we link to it for for everybody. Sure. For yeah, sure. and um, and I'll I'll do this as a course as well. So even if you're not on the on the live program, I'll do this as a as a course that you can sort of download and do it your do it your leisure as well. It's it's really about branding. It's really about identifying your own brand and being comfortable with that. And I think post COVID. Uh, that's what the smart hosts are going to have to do. It's not just cookie cutter. It's not just, you know, putting it out there and just hoping that the right people come along. It's it's really making sure that you know who you are so that you can signal to to your ideal guests. Because when you get the ideal guests and you know who you are, it's a, there's, there's magic that happens and um, it'll just make a more successful business. 
Absolutely. You know that, Annette, and I believe that right along with you. So, um, and listeners, uh, Tracy is also going to be giving us a link that you can find in our show notes. Um, it is her handy checklist, a free download, all about um, ethically and efficiently shutting down a short-term rental and so that you can avoid the overwhelm. You can just check things off of her list. She's done it many, many times. So why reinvent the wheel? Just go ahead and follow Tracy's um, helpful to-dos. If you're facing that in the near future, we'll have that link for you in the show notes. Annette, is there anything else we should ask Tracy about before we sign off? I mean, I just I just want to go back to listen to the part about Tracy speaking about the elevated reciprocity again. That's what Sarah and I call it. Is it's that unexpected joy. I love the way that you said that. Um, really just take some time and maybe rewind the show to that part and listen to the beautiful thing that Tracy said there. Because I do think if you're if you're interested in hosting and you haven't hosted yet and you're just thinking about it monetarily, there is that unexpected joy, the elevated reciprocity of when someone's making memories in your in your space, that you really do reap a lot of benefits from that, that that aren't financial and you really can't even describe it until you have hosted. So I just, I think, I think you during this difficult time, like bringing that back up for, for everyone. And then you guys follow Tracy on Instagram at Tokyo Family Stays, DM her, let her know that you enjoyed the show. And then we will have everywhere to find her checklist, her mastermind and her um, spaces in the show notes. And if you're in Tokyo, you have to stay, you need to stay with her. <laughs> That's my request when everyone's traveling again. Yes. Tracy, anything else that we haven't asked you or you want to say before we sign off? No, I just want to thank you both publicly for for the service that you provide to hosts. Um, I'm such a fangirl. I've listened to pretty much all of your podcasts and and I've gained so much. And it's it's just nice to know that there are like-minded hosts in another country and across across the ocean, it's just you know it just shows that the, that this is a human business. Um, I mean, it's a business for sure, and I love how that you that you really sort of say, yeah, this is a business. But at the same time, it's there's something you're bringing more to it, and it's it's something that I've always believed, and it, it uh, it's just a joy for me to be able to to connect on that level with you with you guys. So uh, thank you so much. Oh, well, it's been our absolute pleasure too. Thank you. And uh, all right, listeners, definitely connect with Tracy on Instagram. And hey, if you are listening to this podcast by chance and you're new to our community and you want to be notified every time we have an episode, you can, of course, subscribe to the podcast. That is super helpful for us as well because we we share with our, our guests that we have on, you know, how many awesome people we have tuning in each and every week. But we also can add you to our email list and we will email you links so that you can access the show notes like Tracy's um, mastermind link and or her free download. So if that's more your speed, if you want to be reminded, go ahead and head to thanksforvisiting.me. Sign up for that email list and we'll get you subscribed and we'll just send you a quick, hey, we've got a new podcast coming your way this week and so that you don't forget and you can tune in. But um, for now, we'll, we'll talk to you next week and thanks so much for sharing your time with us. Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. Head on over to the show notes for this episode at thanksforvisiting.me. If you're looking to take your listing to the next level and show your guests how much you care, be sure to check out our line of thoughtful hosting products from hosting checklists to custom mugs to toilet paper stickers. We've got you covered. And if you love our show, remember, sharing is caring. Please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Awesome reviews help us bring you awesome content. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to hanging out with you next week. 
Thanks for visiting. Ever wonder what it would be like to have personalized guidance from Annette and me? Imagine achieving the same incredible results we helped Amy achieve, increasing her overall revenue by a staggering 187% by diving into her biz numbers. Or perhaps you'd love to boost your hosting business like Miranda, who added a fantastic $10,000 by refining her pet policy. Well, here's a scoop. There's only one way to get that one-on-one support from Annette, myself, our expert coaches, and our industry pros is by attending our on-demand workshop. Trust us, it's worth it. During the workshop, we'll make an offer to all of our attendees to join our membership. Once you're a part of our exclusive membership, you'll gain access to our elite community of hosts in our private Facebook group. This is where the magic truly happens. Members are engaging in discussions about their business numbers, occupancy rates, how to handle guest challenges, and providing unwavering support to one another. Plus, we will have live coaching calls to help you dive deeper into portfolio growth, team building, marketing, and so much more. Don't wait any longer. Head on over to www.hostmasterclass.com right now to secure your spot and embark on this exciting journey with us. That's www.hostmasterclass.com. Trust us, you won't regret it.